Honest to God. It's a book by John A.T. Robinson, who was a very important man for 20th century theology and church life. He's an Englishman, um, was a Cambridge Don for many years, and then he switched and became a bishop of uh, Woolwich. I don't know quite how you say that. Woolwich, Woolwich, something like that. This book here was very popular. It came out in 1963, and um, both by people that loved it and by people that hated it. Probably a lot more people hated it than loved it, but it was very influential um, for the church. What he does is he takes um, uh, elements from the theology of Paul Tillich and from Dietrich Bonhoeffer and uh, Rudolf Bultmann, and he kind of mixes them together in his own cocktail of, I don't know, religion, theology, um, belief. Uh, the idea, honest to God, is in a sense about being honest to God about all the things that we can't believe anymore, that we used to believe in Christianity. John E.T. Robinson, almost as popular as people like uh, Martin Luther King or Billy Graham in 20th century church life, Dallas Willard, read this book, as almost anybody did who was reading books in the 1960s. Everybody, welcome to the Sanctus Forum. I am Michael Stewart Robb, better known as Mike, and here we are in the conspiracy commentaries talking about the divine conspiracy, just one little section at a time. I'm glad to be back. I took August off from producing videos. Uh, thanks for being patient. If you didn't know that I took August off or were wondering, well, are they putting out any more videos anymore? Um, that's because you weren't on the newsletter, or possibly you are on the newsletter list, but you didn't read it all the way through, and there I mentioned that I was going to take a little break from doing this. If you'd like to sign up for that newsletter, the Sanctus newsletter, it is uh, findable at sanctus.institute, and you can put your name in there and find out about things that we're doing other than making videos about Dallas Willard's The Divine Conspiracy. Now, what I was doing in August is, well, if anybody cares that's not on the newsletter list, I was writing. Um, writing for me is a priority, and I was sort of discovering that uh, I wasn't getting to it, and so I needed to readjust things so that I had more focus on the things that were, um, well, that I had set out to do in the year. And I had a great time um, writing in August and did get some did get some things done, hope to talk about those, perhaps in another video, we'll see. Um, I did, however, um, print this, lots of copies. If you don't know about this, um, I can start to talk about it a whole lot more. Something to say, a comprehensive bio bibliography of Dallas Willard. This you can get for free if you become a donor to Sanctus in 2022. Go over to sanctus.institute slash friends and you become a friend and you get one of these uh, sent to you if you live in the US or Europe. But now to the theology 
on the left, we're in a section here called um, God and Jesus Imminent in Human Love. And uh, note that word imminent there. That means that God and Jesus are somehow present in human love. So humans loving each other. And we'll have to talk about what um, love actually means there. But um, apparently um, they aren't imminent anywhere else. And the key figure that Dallas Willard's interacting with here is John A.T. Robinson. It's okay if you don't know him, but the passage I wanted to point out here and talk a little bit about is this one here. Um, I hope this stands out to you, so mark it if you, if you haven't. And the real Jesus, as is commonly uh, said, is one who identified with and loves oppressed people and those who are different, calling us to do the same. So that's partially a quote from uh, John Robinson there. And uh, there's two things there. You see, notice how um, there's a call to identify with and love, one, oppressed people, and uh, two, those who are different. So make sure you make the connection between, you know, oppressed people and those who are different with the civil rights movement. Remember, um, in one of the previous videos and in the previous sections, Dallas talks about how the uh, gospel on the left kind of got really connected with the civil rights movement, seeing in that kind of a vision for um, the future of the church. And you can easily see here, we have sort of oppression and you also have people who are different and a call to sort of identify with them and, and love them. The question to ask here is, what is love. Now that's one of those words uh, that just changes throughout history depending on who's using it and currently you can't really expect that somebody who says um, we should love means the same thing as somebody else who's saying we should love. So what that means um, I think for the gospel on the left in the early uh, decades as, as well it still continues today is really acceptance. We're going to accept people who um, are oppressed or we'll identify with people who are oppressed but we're going to accept them and we'll accept those who are different. Now probably in the early stages that didn't quite mean approval so um, John Robinson isn't saying well we're going to approve of people who are different in everything that they do. He's saying well we're going to accept them. Um, obviously, approval is another step forward, and that's something that you'll clearly hear today in churches on the left that we need to um, approve of these people who are different. And of course, they, they don't really mean all people. They have certain groups that they're concerned about and that they want to sort of seek approval for. And of course, acceptance is still a very big feature. Now, what, what is there to say about this? this group. Um, I think one of the things is, is it is quite a reduction of Christianity. And of course, that's in a sense what John Robinson is after in Honest to God, being honest about the fact that we can't quite believe all that stuff that we used to believe. We're going to have to sort of shrink it down so that it fits into the contemporary worldview, scientific outlook, whatever they're going to call it. Um, so is quite reduction. Um, another thing is, uh, where is sin? Where's sin in this? So there really isn't much discussion of sin, which is the biblical word, or evil, wrongdoing, 
modern words. These aren't really things that individuals have problems with. They aren't really things to deal with. And churches, ministers in this side, people like John Robinson, don't really have a plan at all to deal with sin as something that people might actually do. We might actually have wrongdoing, people who are um, evil, and it, it's sort of a complete ignorance of that, um, or putting it aside, and instead you do have a focus on structural evils, um, the idea being there that if we just sort of fixed our social structures, then people would just kind of do the right thing. They, they want to do the right thing, and all we need to do is kind of prepare the way for them, make sure that they're not oppressed and make sure that they're accepted and that we love them. And uh, and then everything's gonna go, go all right. So I think, and I'd like to know what you think in the comments, that what's happened here is you've actually reduced Christianity so much that there's certain elements of it, um, power of it, that just really are missing, such as Christianity's ability to deal with sin in individuals, people who, do things wrong. Um, if you only focus on the social issues, uh, you're not really going to sort of solve the problems that we really um, have as a as a human people. Human people. What a weird word. Uh, yeah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for getting to the end. Sign up for that newsletter. Check out something to say as a free gift for donors. And I will see you next time.